Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, the safe space created for Black women by Black women to strip away the taboo of talking about mental health. You'll hear from mental health professionals and advocates as well as Black women sharing their experiences as we break down the complexities, explore ways to heal, and support each other. My name is Ashley, I'm your host. Whether you're a seasoned regular or this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for your support. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back for another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. It is 2023, y'all. I mean, we're 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 getting into 2023. I feel like it's going to be a good year. I feel like it's been a good year so far. And um, I'm your host, by the way, Ashley. Welcome back for anybody that listens frequently. And if it's your first time, welcome. This is a mental health podcast. And we get into education about mental health. We get into resources for mental health. And we have Black women on here telling their stories about their own journeys with mental health. And today we are getting into the resources portion. So we are talking a little bit about, a lot of it about, um, where nutrition and mental health kind of intersect. And today I'm excited to bring you a new guest, Camilla Smith from Become. So welcome to the podcast, Camila. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited and grateful to be here. So thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you for coming on. So just a little bit of background about Camila. Um, Side note, I always like to tell y'all how I get connected with people. So typically it's Instagram, um, but this connection was very timely because I've got a long list of things I want to talk about on the pod. And um, one of those is nutrition. And that is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a really long time. Um, Nutrition, particularly in terms of supplements and like vitamins and minerals and how does that affect your mental health and how can it potentially provide benefits for your mental health? Um, I feel like it's something that we don't talk a ton about or we don't maybe hear a ton about. Um, We usually hear about like medication in terms of SSRIs and like the medication that you get from a psychiatrist. Um, so I'm really excited that uh, that Camila's on for today. So um, let me tell you a little bit about her. So she is a licensed therapist. Um, she's a mindfulness facilitator and chief clinical officer at Become, and that's B-E-K-O-M-E. Uh, she specializes in gut health and anxiety and advanced training in clinical nutrition. So she's got a doctorate, y'all. <laughs> uh, Become is a mental wellness company that focuses on helping individuals alleviate anxiety through expert cons- consultation, education, and all natural supplements backed by science. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited that, that you're here and we're going to get into all things nutrition. But before we do that, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, we are going to find out a little bit more about you. Yes. All right, so we are going to do our Fast and Curious round, and this segment is basically a chance for everybody to get to know a little bit more about Camila, and um, it's just a rapid fire. All right, I'm ready. You got three minutes. You ready? Okay, ready. All right, where is your favorite city to visit? Ooh, favorite city to visit. Oh. So first thing that comes to mind is not a city, it's a country. So I'm just going to go with what's on my brain. Uh, so probably favorite countries lately 
Um, St. Martin, absolutely loved it. I just loved, I don't know, the people and it, I would go back in, in a second. And then Italy and, and Italy, I can probably, you know, come up with a bunch of different places. Um, so I don't know if I could narrow it down to a favorite city per se. Um, I, I tend to like to roam around. Um, so I guess those are good choices though. Yeah. Those are good choices. <laughs> <laughs> um, tomorrow you wake up, aliens are at your door and they're like, Hey, Camilla, do you want to come hang out with us for a year? Uh, are you saying yes? No. Are you bringing uh, anybody with you? Uh, Yes, I would go. Um, a year sounds like a lot. My question would be if it's alien years or human, because for oh. some reason I kind of, in my brain, assume that their years are different because of light speed and I don't know. So I would first want to clarify what they mean by a year, because maybe an alien year is actually like a human, you know, I don't know, month like a or a minute. I don't know. Um, or maybe it's more, or maybe it's none. So <laughs> that's my. That's train of such thought. a good way to think about it. I guess I have never thought about the fact that you might you're gonna have to travel a little bit yeah, to get to where like, you're going. Yeah. How long is that gonna take? I would just have a lot of logistical questions before <laughs> I commit. Like, how long will it take? Where are we going? Is it hot? You're like, where's the contract? And yeah, like, um... I kind of want to know. Like, where am I actually going? So I would have a few questions for them. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, If you could do anything in the world as your career, what would you do? Well, I feel incredibly blessed to say I'm doing it. And that's just a a blend of a lot of different things that I love. Um, So I think it's, uh, yeah, I would help people. Um, I would do sciencey things. I would uh, create things. And yeah, I'm actually pretty happy to be where I am. I love that. Um, are you a cat person or a dog person? Oh, that's such a good question. Both. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, I love all animals. Um, I love both of them. I actually just had this discussion. I feel like they're, they're different. Um, I don't know. Very both. different. Yeah. Both? Yeah. I like that. What's the what's the what's your favorite dish to cook? Mm, favorite dish to cook. Mm. And if you don't cook, what's your favorite dish to eat? Mm-mm. Well, I do like to cook, and I don't I don't really rarely ever repeat anything. Like I don't follow recipes, and I rarely repeat the same thing. Like I'm constantly like creating new things, so it's kind of. So I, I'm not sure that I have like a go-to, but uh, in terms of like a process, I love, so I have this air fryer that's kind of like a toaster oven. It's a ninja, so at least flat. And I love to do like those sheet, like you put everything in it. So lots of veggies, yes. um, you know, like tomatoes and peppers. And then usually I'll put uh, mahi-mahi in the middle and potatoes. Mm. So more or less like just putting a bunch of like delicious veggies and with a nice, you know, um, like I said, just mahi mahi. So that would be kind of maybe my favorite dish, but the seasoning changes, the veggies change depending on like the season and you know what I'm in the mood for. That sounds really good. Next time I'm up in Connecticut, you know, I might. You, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite midnight snack? Mm, okay, so I was watching. Uh, I think it's called Snack versus Chef on Netflix, and this woman had this, or she made it. 
and it sounds very weird, but I tried it and now I'm completely obsessed. So it's um hot Cheetos with avocado pieces in it, uh, red hats, you know, kind of, you just kind of drizzle it on top, mm-hmm. chopped up cilantro and squeeze of lime. And if you have tahine, it sounds like a lot, but it's so good. Okay, red hot sauce, like hot sauce? Yeah, hot sauce. So it's it's okay. Cheetos. Okay. Hot Cheetos, avocados, just put, you know, red hots. And then if you want to add cilantro, add cilantro and squeeze lime like over it and kind of mix it all. It's delicious. It's you like, can't really go wrong with cilantro and lime though. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Cheetos are so good and crunchy and avocados take down the heat a bit. It's just delicious. Oh, okay. Style. I would try it. It sounds it. weird, but it's really good. Yeah. No, I, I, I would definitely try that. I like anything hot. Yes, okay, too. Camilla, last question. Tomorrow you've got dinner at like a fancy restaurant of your choice. Who are you bringing with you? You've got three people you can invite. They can be dead or alive. They can be fictional or real, historic you know, figures or oh. aliens if you wanted them to be. <laughs> Hmm. That's such a good question. Um I think I would have Einstein. Mm, okay. Um I would have Einstein. I would probably bring um maybe like I'm not sure who exactly which religious leader just yet maybe somewhere between buddha and jesus just to ask Mm -hmm. lots of questions about stuff and learn um and um, it depends on like the thing i have so many contingencies (laughs) my my third one um would probably be i'm somewhere between my boyfriend and my mom like i just kind of depends i love that yeah that's a good table yeah, I feel like I would just want to learn. Like, I would have a lot of questions about stuff, and I feel like they would just be a good. I would probably walk away uh, very enlightened, and yes. also just like I would have I have questions. I love science, and I love you know historical geniuses, so to speak. So I'd just love to see you know how he functioned. I guess. Oh, that's I I really like that. I think I think you know for the sake of the question, we'll just let you have Buddha and Jesus at the table. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll awesome. pull up an extra seat. Yeah, I would love it. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. We're going to hop right into our Mind Games question. So cool. if this is your first time listening, our Mind Games segment is basically where we play a little trivia. So I give you the definition of a mental illness or um, a disorder, and you get to guess. But okay. the key is you got to wait till the end to hear the answer. Um, or you can go to Dr. Google and cheat if you want to. But if you want to hang out with us, um, you stay to the end and we'll circle back and give you the answer. Okay. All right. And you can't help them, Camilla, because you're, you're okay. probably going to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everyone ready? Here we go. For this week, this particular disorder uh, is when someone cannot resist the urge to pull out their hair. They may pull out their hair on their head or in other places, such as their eyebrows or eyelashes. It's really common in teenagers, or it's much more common in teenagers and young adults. Um, People with this particular disorder feel an intense urge uh, to pull out their hair, and they experience a growing tension until they do. After pulling out their hair, there is a sense of relief. 
um, a person may do this in a stressful situation, or it may be done kind of subconsciously. Um, they can pull it out from their, they can pull out their hair from their scalp or from other areas such as eyebrows, eyelashes, genital area, beard, or mustache. I'm not going to give you too much more on this one, but we will circle back, um, write down the answers and just put it in a little folder in your, in your brain. And then we'll come back to that later. I, I see that. Camilla tr- smiling. <laughs> so I feel like she knows what it is. I do. I'm like, I mean, I know what it is. I'm, I'm just debating on the, the last part of the word. I feel like I might have it wrong, but I, I know what it is. I'm, I'm fighting the urge to Google. <laughs> it's a tricky one because yeah. it can go both ways, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> so I want to really get into become. So this is... Um, we met on IG, as I meet most people, um, and I know that we, off the bat, were like, I was like, okay, nutrition, anxiety, and supplements. And this is a world where I don't know too much about it. The, my knowledge kind of ends at Google, which can get a little crazy because I can be Googling things for hours and be mm-hmm. reading articles, and it's really hard to decipher those types of things Like as a regular person trying to... <laughs> I won't, I should take a picture of my um, supplement cabinet and post it whenever I release this because. Oh my Lord. I yeah. will send you one of mine as well. I think we're probably on the same page. I keep them on my nightstand and sometimes I'm just so like, I'm trying to go to bed and I'm thinking about blends and I'm like, do I have this one? Can I try it? Can I put these together? So I have like an arsenal of different supplements. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm not alone. Because <laughs> sometimes I open my cabinet and I'm like, oh, there is. And then there's even more in my Amazon cart. So it's, uh-huh. it's just never ending for me. But um, I want to know a little bit about, for anybody listening, and it's like, what is she talking about? What has become? Can you tell us what is sure. become? So I'm actually going to start with a little bit of a, a backstory and leading up to what become is and my role in it. And that really kind of begins with a one, a personal journey, and then two, also blends into a bit of my professional. And in 2012, so that was over 10 years ago, my dad had a surgery, a pretty serious spinal surgery, which was supposed to be a six-hour surgery. We were at the hospital waiting, and past the six-hour mark, it actually ended up taking 10 hours, a little over 10 hours. So during that time, four hours or so, we received no information about what was going on. Uh, mm-hmm. The secret, you know, the the secretary just kind of kept saying that the doctor would come out and let us know what was happening. So during that time, it was stressful. It was scary, and I started to. I remember at one point I got I was pacing. I was very hyper vigilant. I kind of kept looking to see like anytime they would open a door, I'm like ah. Um, so everything turned out to be okay and. After that, though, so during that time, I was finishing up my uh, master's program and I was interning at a hospital. I returned to a hospital, not the same one, but a hospital nearby. And after I went back to the hospital, I think it was like the following week, I had my first panic attack and I had no idea what was going on. All I know is I was walking into lead a group and I started shaking and I was hot, I was sweating my heart was racing and I remember running upstairs and 
being very confused about what happened. And then a few weeks later, I was in school, I was in a, in a class and they were talking about death, dying and bereavement, had another panic attack. So I started mm-hmm. to then piece it together. And I'm like, wait, something's up. There's something about hospitals. So that was the onset and the start of me starting to experience panic attacks and which over time became more and more anxiety based. So panic attacks, but also just that chronic anxiety. And there was just a lot of life changes um, at the same time, started you know working as a therapist at a clinic. So fast forward five years later, you know, into my career, I I was working um, at a clinic and at that time we would get a lot of referrals. So some throughout that time, I started managing my own anxiety, right? J- learning about different things, was prescribed um, a few different medicate, well, mainly benzos to kind of help as needed and you know, kind of went through different stages of trying to learn how to cope with it. And while I was working at a clinic, we would get a lot of referrals from primary care and um, the hospital. And there was a bit of what felt to me, um, so it, these were a lot of individuals that would go to their doctors and say, hey, I have chest pain or I'm having all these stomach aches. So then everything would check out, quote unquote, OK, they'd get referred to us. So they're coming to, you know, to us with a primary concern of all these physical symptoms. Right. So there was this this overlap. Um, but I started to feel really underprepared to be able to. Um, well, I, I felt. In some ways, I had the tools, but in another, I there was questions that I feel I felt I couldn't answer, and I just didn't really understand myself. And I also felt increasingly uncomfortable with the narrative, me telling a client like to, you know, that our thoughts can and they can they they do play a big part. But I felt I started to feel really uncomfortable um, and somewhat of a hypocrite, right, to be giving like this like. Well, if we change our thoughts in a moment, it's going to, and when I knew that when I was having a panic attack, there was no, you know, willing my way out of it. There was no yeah. thought that was going to change what I was experiencing. So I'm like, Ugh, okay, this doesn't, started to feel kind of, wasn't landing. So decided to go back to school. And that's when I started my doctorate in health sciences with clinical nutrition. And my goal was really to learn more. Um, while I was working at the clinic, it felt as though the doctors were either a medical doctor, so primary care, or we had psychiatry, which was more focused on medication management. But I couldn't necessarily find someone within our team that I can talk to that was kind of the bridge between both. Uh, with And I, you know, so I'm like, oh. So went back to school, learned a whole lot, like incredible, mind-blowing information. And my dissertation, which is basically a huge, huge, huge research project, um, I decided to focus on researching natural remedies for anxiety disorders. And I compared it to traditional medication and, you know, spent three years researching and writing and, you know. That's a um, long time. Oh, yeah. A lot of articles, a lot of reading, a lot of comparing. So I looked at, you know, all like scientific evidence-based uh, studies that compared different, you know, herbs. So kind of towards the end of this, uh, you know, I'm sitting there typing and it just kind of hit me that I felt like I had all this knowledge, like this document that I want to like just hand out to people and say, here are some things that are just as effective as medication and can be taken with medication. But I didn't 
no, you know, my gut told me that most people didn't want to read a hundred page document. So I'm like, (laughs) what can I do? (laughs) This isn't very practical. So I put on my vision board and this was uh, mid or no. Yeah. Like April. So not last year, year before 2021 that uh, it was gonna, I was going to formulate this all into one supplement. No idea how, at this point, I'm just in private practice working as a therapist and, you know, still researching. Um, fast forward towards the end of the year, I got a call from um, Vanessa, which is one of our co-founders. So her and I used to work together. We were uh, founding members or board of directors for another mental health company where we worked with horses and art, which is really cool. Mm. Um, so we had all these programs, but because of COVID, we shut that down and you know so she calls me and tells me that she's working with someone and they're looking to start up a company and they think that I would you know be a good fit so I'm like okay well what's it about and you know she says well we're thinking about you know a supplement all natural for anxiety you know I was like get out <laughs> literally <laughs> like, made for everything that you had already been doing yeah and I was like ah so of course um it was after that things just kind of uh, really flowed. And so we got together, formulated an actual blend based on the research, put a trial, tested it out with different, you know, it's, I think it ended up being 17 people and, you know, ran um, different tests and everything, you know, we got back really good feedback and then we launched and we formulated into an actual blend of um, ingredients. So we had our first pack and then we reformulated it because um, at first it was individual, so it was six different pills, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable to take so many. So we yeah. wanted to condense it as much as we could. So then we reformulated it and now it's three and just kind of blended it. Um, so, yeah, so become um, long winded explanation of become. That's OK. <laughs> become is kind of the actualization of a lot of our our ideas, our dreams, the same thing with other co-founders. We've all experienced anxiety, you know, all women and not, you know, women we know have higher rates of anxiety in general. Um, And just as a whole, we kind of came together. So it's kind of a a blend of our individual stories, my research. um, And yeah, so right now we have like our base pack. And uh, right now I'm actually working and another few other blends, which I'm really excited about. So that's what that's what we do. Um, but we also really focus on not just the supplements. Um, I'm also an adjunct professor. So for me, education is key. Another piece of it is education. So we have weekly blogs. I've ran seminars, just information on our, you know, Instagram. And so that and also um, consultation, which is kind of providing that one on one care. And I think that's the therapist in me. I'm like, no, we still need to check in with people. So yeah. part of our approach is to offer a one-on-one, so 30 minutes um, consultation to just sit down and talk, you know, virtual and come up with a yeah. plan that includes lifestyle and nutrition. Um, so it's kind of a multifaceted approach for anxiety. I really like that. And I like the fact that there's a consultation piece there as well, because I think, I think just for me, thinking about supplements and potentially SSRIs. I've never been on an SSRI, but like I said, I have a cabinet full of supplements and um, I know I've spoken to people that have been on medication for their, for what they're going through at that particular time. And 
one thing that I think comes up is like, I think I'm doing this right. I'm going through this, but I think I'm feeling this way. And kind of that, that unsure feeling of, okay, things in my body are changing. The way I'm feeling is changing. I guess I'll just wait another like six months or three months before I go see my psychiatrist or before I go see my primary care. So I think it's really cool that you guys do the consultation. Um, For the consultation, is there a particular like qualified individual that they meet at that point or somebody with yeah. a with a particular background that they meet with so right now it's me it's me oh okay <laughs> so, <laughs> so you guys so know we, who you're gonna be meeting with yeah right so you know who you're meeting <laughs> and so we offer a complimentary 15 minute consultation for anyone it doesn't have to be a customer you don't have to buy anything it's it's not a sales pitch it's I have a question you know any question about if this is gonna work or I'm on this medication or I just so we have that one and that's open to anyone. And then with a 28 day uh, subscription, we have the 30 minute and that one in addition to the 15, right? So that one is meant to be a little bit more, um, you know, just more personalized. And that's when we can also get into nutrition, lifestyle recommendations. So kind of thinking about and looking into people's kind of day to day and seeing where we can plug in different things to kind of enhance um they're not just the supplements, but just different coping tools that we can add in. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's awesome. It's a very holistic way of um, of looking at mental health, especially when you're looking at nutrition. And it's, yeah, it's not something I feel like I see very often, like the, that extra support that's added. But I want to circle back to the the pack or yeah. like, I, I just got my pack today, y'all. So you'll be seeing some, <laughs> some content head over to TikTok um, by the time this drops. You will probably have already seen some videos on um, me taking Become and, and trying it out for myself. You guys know I'm going to give you the real, and um, I can't wait to try it out for myself. Yeah. But I want to know exactly, like, what is in it? Is it, like, antioxidants? Is it, like, vitamin C? Is it magnesium? And does that vary depending on person by person? Yeah. So I'll start with uh, my, when I was thinking about formulating, there were a couple of things that were kind of really important to me. And I looked at traditional medication, we have SSRIs, typically, and then we have benzos, right? So SSRIs, they tend to take a little bit longer. These are the medications usually you'll hear, most providers will say you want to give it two to three weeks before it really kind of kicks into your body. You, you have to take it consistently. So it just, it it has more of a, a gradual effect on us. And then benzos are the as needed right here, right now, which tend to be more um, for panic disorder or those like, you know, panic attacks. Um, mm-hmm. And those are like, they, they take effect pretty much immediately. And some people take both, right? So they have their everyday one to kind of support their body and, and that. So I wanted to look at ingredients that did both, right? That provided the immediate effects, but that also helped to enhance our body's natural production. I looked at um, another piece was adding ingredients that naturally support the production of serotonin, right? So that like, that are implicated in it. So the ingredients in it, um, and and then we have one more, which is a probiotic, and I'll explain a little bit about that. So as far as vitamins, we have magnesium glycinate and vitamin B6. Uh, magnesium is one of those supplements where I'm sure anybody that has Googled magnesium is like, oh God, 
Like there's glycine, <laughs> there's oxidate and melee, and there's, there's so citrate. Many. There's like so citrate. many. It's Fun. very intimidating. <laughs> it's a lot, right? And you go and you're like, uh, I don't know, magnesium? Can I just have, right? It's, it's a tricky one. Uh, so magnesium glycinate in particular is, let's just for, um, I guess to make it simple, is a blend with an amino acid called glycine. And glycine is a natural supplement, um, or it's a natural amino acid in our body. And it is what our body uses uh, to kind of bring down the stress hormones, right? So when we are going through a really stressful um, situation, our body naturally releases um, glycine and GABA to kind of like level out um, adrenaline, right? So epinephrine, cortisol. So magnesium glycine was specifically chosen because it, it combines that um, glycine, right? So it just kind of makes sense for anxiety as a whole. Then we added in the B6 and B vitamins in general, um, individuals with anxiety tend to be pretty deficient in B vitamins, um, according to, to research. Um, there's actually really interesting facts. Like there's, there was a study that found that individuals with anxiety disorder are less likely to eat fruits. I don't know why exactly the correlation, but there's certain like dietary trends that are more common in individuals with anxiety disorders that lead to more common deficiencies. Um, so mm. like magnesium, 68% of all Americans are magnesium deficient. So it's probably wow. pretty fair to say that almost everyone would benefit from magnesium. Um, so magnesium and B6, you know, again, we're chosen because of um, A, we tend to be uh, generally deficient in these and also, um, when we talk about kind of like dosages, uh, that was so there's studies that show that magnesium and B, uh, vitamin B, when they're blended at a specific ratio, they it increases their efficacy by 26%. So I also played with the dosages to try to like maximize it. Um, and another piece to that is so magnesium. The conversion, so serotonin is kind of our, our happy, you know, happy chemical, right? Yeah. And mag, um, serotonin comes from really tryptophan, which is we get from food and then it breaks down into 5-HCP and then 5-HCP breaks down into mag, uh, serotonin. Magnesium is needed for that breakdown to happen, right? So in order for us to get to serotonin, we need certain um, amino acids and vitamins to do that. So that's why I looked into adding magnesium it's to support the natural production of serotonin. So that's kind of, mm. and it provides, so those two are the ones that give us some of that uh, effect in the moment, but also just long-term, right? Like, so B6 helps with energy, helps us with focus, uh, magnesium goes in and it relaxes our body. So it, it helps with a vasodilator, meaning it opens up our blood vessels. So any tension you know, a lot of times with stress and anxiety, our body tenses, so we get headaches, neck aches, you know, um, some people get back aches, kind of yeah, lower that's back. Me. Yeah, that's me with the back aches. That's, that's our muscle sensing. So magnesium helps with that. Um, yeah. And then we have the what we're going to kind of call the shorter acting ones. Right. So thinking about it in terms of a benzo and that's passion uh, flower and L-theanine. So passion, oh, passion flower. flower. Yeah. I've never heard flower. of passion flower for, for your yeah. health. Yeah. So passion flower 
is probably one of the, I would say out of my research, uh, the top ones, I would put in like the top two or three that has like the most uh, extensive body of literature. And it's, you know, it's been proven to help long-term, short-term, depending on the dosage, right? It can have different effects, meaning at a little bit of a higher dosage, it can be really good for sleeping. So Mm. it acts more as a sedative. Um, It has a sedative effect, right? So it just depends on how much of, you know, we dose it at. Uh, So we put in the passion flower at a dose that doesn't, you know, cause so much sedation that we're going to fall asleep, but it is giving us that body relaxation and, you know, kind of helps overall. And then we have L-theanine, which is an amino acid, um, also has been studied extensively. And that one helps more or less with energy, focus. So during the day to kind of, you know, help us stay on track. And I do recommend, so again, thinking about how do we use natural resources to improve our health. So we found, you know, studies found that L-theanine when combined with caffeine enhances the benefits of it. So I always tell people, you know, if if you're looking for an extra boost, so I take mine right around lunchtime, I'll take mm-hmm. my supplements um, and I'll have green tea. So that gives me that extra caffeine and it kind of boosts the, the benefits of L-theanine. Mm, it's um, like a little power up. So like yes, maybe have exactly. it with your coffee and then it just kind of helps it. It helps it. Yeah, exactly okay. right. And then the last thing that we have in there is a probiotic and it's a blend of probiotics. So it has different strains. And I, you know, I think when we talk about nutrition and gut health, there's a clear, I mean, there's a connection between our brain and our, our gut. So it's a, there's a, a literal um, network that connects the two. And, you know, we have found, so there's a bunch of studies that find that bacteria that live in our stomach um, actually can, for you know, kind of travel up. Um, just recent studies have been finding like bacteria and samples in our brain and in our like in our um, mouth flora from mm-hmm. bacteria that should be in our gut. So they kind of move really? up and down. Yeah, which is really interesting. Um, oh, wow. So the probiotics, the goal of the probiotics was to kind of go in and help with inflammation. And, you know, I know there is, and I don't, you know, I'm not sure, I don't want to assume, but um, when we talk about gut health, like leaky gut, right, is a pretty, I feel like a popular term. It's talked about, you know, to some degree. And, but we also have something um, that we can, I guess, call leaky brain. Um, so it's the same premise. Oh. We, we have a lining around our brain, just like we have a lining around our stomach. And mm-hmm. sometimes that lining, because of different toxins and things that, you know, irritate, um, it, it gets compromised. So the probiotic is meant to go in and help balance our gut health, but also our brain health and decrease inflammation. So if there's any compromise of our lining and can start to kind of go in. So it's that healthy bacteria. And there's, I mean, there's tons of research about, you know, probiotics uh, really helping with, so that the probiotic was added in to really support that like mind, body, gut, brain connection so that we can have more of um, that holistic approach. Um, And another interesting fact is, so 95% of serotonin, again, our brain, happy uh, chemical, is actually made in our stomach. So we Whoa, I did not it, know that. Yeah, we produce it in our gut. So 95% is in our stomach. So if our stomach 
if our gut health is not, you know, if we have inflammation and we're not um, nice and healthy, that automatically affects our serotonin production. So we also so healthy gut, healthy mind. Yeah, absolutely. There's direct connection between the two. Oh, okay. I'm loving this right now because I think that was one of the things we kind of mentioned early on when we talked is the connection between your stomach and your brain, but I did not realize that it was this connected. Yeah. It's super interesting. And it's, uh, so there's actually our brain, right? Our brain is connected to our spine, the rest of our body through the central nervous system, right? Which is, I'm sure most of us probably learned it at some point in high school, even, you know, anatomy and physiology. Even yeah. One of those classes. We forgot, you know, <laughs> um, so but we have another system called the ENS. Um, so it's the enteric nervous system. Uh, and that system lives in our stomach. It, essentially, what it means is that we have what some people call a second brain that lives in our stomach. So our stomach has oh the same gosh. like networks as our brain. It has like trillions of cells. It has a separate nervous system. It could actually function independent of our brain, technically. Like, if it had another source of power, it could be its own brain. Um, oh, my gosh. It, it's unbelievable. It has the capacity to feel. Um, it has the capacity to process information. So when we – and I think the best way is, like, a gut feeling. Like, if when we think I was about, just going to say, yeah. that is, like, literally when I get really anxious or really stressed out. Yeah. It's so weird because now that I know – that that stress can be held in your stomach. Yes. I'm very aware of like when my stomach, it feels like somebody like a little, like a little balloon just went. Pew, yes, and exactly right. Up. But now yeah. that's really weird because it is like a very visceral feeling. Yeah, of and that's where anxiety. you feel it, right? Like I've never yeah. felt anxiety in my brain, right? Like I've yes, never like gotten exactly. scared and felt it in my brain. Like oh. Right. But you feel in your stomach, like if someone yeah. scares you or if you're driving and you have to hit your brakes super quickly. Right. You feel this drop into your stomach or right? like we feel butterflies in our stomach. Right? right. We don't feel it in our head. Like the literal yeah. feeling is in our stomach. Yeah. So that and that's where, you know, the ingredients kind of came into play of thinking about what are ingredients that help to support our gut health, because that's also another processing center. Um and it's super important that we address in order to address what well, they're they're together. So it's like we have to address both. Yeah, both have to be in the conversation. Yes, that's that's this is like blowing my mind right now because <laughs> as much as I knew they were somewhat connected, I definitely th- didn't realize that your stomach is kind of like a baby brain. It is. It's actually <laughs> our first brain. So really? it's believed that our stomach, um, the the capacity that our stomach has, like its nervous system was there before our brain, like our central nervous system in our brain has been developing, but that was there. It's believed um, was there first. So like we, and if we think back to like, um, you know, our ancestors, it was a lot based on intuition, right? It was feeling it's Mm. fear is what kept us alive when we were out you know, maybe as nomads or we had predators, right? We had to have this ability to feel fear so we could wake up and protect ourselves. Mm. Where our, like our brain, as far as cognitive and thinking is something that we've been developing over time. So it actually is believed to be our first brain that has supported the 
development of our other brain. Our 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 now brain. Yeah, our, our now brain, brain. Our current brain. Yeah. <laughs> our old brain and our new brain. Yes. That's I I love that. Like thank you for breaking all of that down yeah, because I think it may be really easy for somebody listening initially to think, oh, I can just like take all these things that she mentioned and I'll just order them on Amazon and then just yeah. throw them together. But I think when you talk about the intricacies of looking at the percentage of what, you know, how they can basically work together and right. really understanding the science behind it and the balance between all of those um, the work is done. So sis, you don't have to go to Amazon and <laughs> try to re- recreate the wheel. Um, yeah. That's very, very cool. And it's, it's great that it is, it is something that for somebody like me, I know I have this podcast, but as y'all know, I am not skeptical of SSRIs, but I prefer to lead a very holistic life as much as possible and so I really try to limit the amount of, of over-the-counter medications. Mm-hmm. And that's really because of side effects that I've experienced with medications that I've had in the past. Now, that's not to say if you are on medication for a mental illness, um, for depression, for anxiety, whatever it may be, this is not your sign to stop taking them. But this is just so you know that there is there are other resources out there that can aid your mental health as well. Yes, absolutely. And I do, you know, I do want to kind of add um, a little bit to that. Uh, And another thing about the supplements and the ingredients is that they were blended so that they can be taken with SSRIs. Um, So anyone that is taking them, you know, it's going to enhance the benefits. Uh, It's not, there's no contraindications. And, you know, that was a very intentional um, decision because I've, I've taken SSRIs here and there um, you know, last year was the first year that I, I really, you know, started to consider taking it. Um, I was, you know, long story short, I was in a pretty serious car accident, um, end of not last year, but the year before. And it was, it was really scary, changed a lot of things in my life. Um, and, you know, anxiety kind of came back at the same time, starting you know, a startup and lots of changes. So I started an SSRI and the side effects were pretty scary. So then I tried to taper off of it, but then the withdrawals were a little bit scarier than the side effects. And it, you know, it was really important to me that we, we offered um, a supplement that could help the body, whether somebody is on it, not on it, you know, or just generally offer like support. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you sharing your story and being, you know, sharing a little bit about your own experiences with us. Cause I know that there are there are other people out there that that have, may have gone through something similar and come out kind of having to get on medication and then trying to figure out, do I want to stay on this? Do I want to try something different? And what comes with that? So um, with that being said, as far as become, are there any side effects that someone yeah. may experience if they decide to try become? So some people, and this is in general with probiotics. So depending on our our gut health and the state of it, some individuals experience within the first few days, or maybe it could last even um, a few weeks. And that's, uh, but not everyone does, right? There might be some bloating or maybe just like discomfort. Um, it had, it truthfully hasn't happened very often. And it tends to subside after a few days for individuals that do experience it. 
in the long term, most people actually experience improvement in bowel movement if that is something that they are they have trouble with, right? So they they tend to feel like they're going to the bathroom more regular and feel better. But there is a possibility that there's an adjustment period while our body is, you know, the probiotics so it's healthy bacteria is going in and they they start their war against the bad bacteria. So you could feel that a little bit sometimes. Um, and then other things that can, you know, happen is for some people, um, passion flower and um, L-theanine, depending on if they're taking any other forms of medications like a stimulant or medications for blood pressure. Again, there is no danger in it per se, um, but some people might experience a bit of a headache. And but that's all very kind of unique to everyone's, you know, like health um, regimen. So the possible, you know, side effects may be um, headache, you know, some stomach things. Um, it's not very common. And these are just kind of general side effects of these ingredients as a whole. So and it really kind of just depends on our, our body and also just our dietary and kind of lifestyle. So if I'm someone that drinks, let's say, a lot of caffeine, that might be different from someone that drinks no caffeine, right? Because we're adding stimulants into the mix. And, mm -hmm. or if I'm someone that works out and drinks, let's say a pre-workout, right? Or I don't. So there's a lot of kind of like intricate things. And this is where the consultation piece is designed for anybody that's having any side effects, or it's just kind of like, I don't know what's going on, right? We hop on a call and that's where I'll kind of ask those questions. So try to like figure out what it is this, uh, uh can we take it at a different time? You know, is it because of an interaction with something? And ultimately, you know, there's, our bodies are all different, right? So it, it's possible that someone's allergic to something, um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that can be with anything at all. So we do offer um, a 30 day money back guarantee. So if someone, you know, tries it, and it just isn't working for their body, the goal, the ultimate goal is for everyone to feel good. So if it's not right. feeling good, and if it's not helping, you know, there, there's no need for, for us to not honor that. Yeah, that, that, that's great. That's good to know. And I, I think that my next step after this call is to book a consultation with you because <laughs> you of all the supplements that I'm taking, um, I, that, that'll be good. Cause so I will let you guys know how that goes as well. But, um, I've, I have a couple more questions. One, as far as like somebody that's wondering if become is FDA approved, is it FDA approved? Is that some, if not, is that something that's like on the roadmap for you guys? So FDA, and this is a super interesting conversation, um, a lot to be said about it in terms of like supplements and FDA, right? So right. as a whole, supplements are not uh, regulated by the FDA because they're technically not considered a food um, or a drug, right? So um, the FDA is, is our Food and Drug, um, not Association, Administration. Yeah, association. <laughs> association. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're kind of neither, right? It's So there no supplement whatsoever is FDA approved. But what what is important to think about are um, distributors and, you know, working with companies that are, that follow FDA regulations. So FDA regulations are sets of protocols to ensure safety, right? So the FDA does have, you know, um, a number of different things that they require and recommend, even for supplements, even though they're not overseeing them or approving them, 
Mm-hmm. So our the supplements, um, we work with a company based out of the U.S. Um, that is FDA approved and follows. So the recommendations for supplements um, are things, for example, like third party testing, testing for purity, for heavy metals, um, testing for, you know, just kind of a, a lot of different things. And so we we do um the supplements are manufactured by a company that is FDA approved and follows all of the FDA regulations. Um, but to answer, you know, the question, it's not FDA approved. And there's, as of now, um, because supplements are no supplement is FDA approved. It isn't, you know, the, the best that we can do uh, is follow the regulations and then right. be registered um, through the FDA. Okay. That's good to know. Cause I know that there's a lot of confusion around FDA approval, like you said, yes. and things that you can just buy over the counter. So thank you for breaking that down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you did mention third party approval or third party review. Like and I know there's, there's yeah, third party testing. Um, and I know there's some things I take that um, may have like a certain sticker on it that it's exactly. third party approved. Is that something yeah. that you guys have as well? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So we have third party testing. And essentially what that means is that there's an independent lab that does not work with the manufacturer, that does not work with, you know, the company. So with us, so they're completely separate and that gets sent out to them. So most companies, so for example, our manufacturer, they do in-house testing, right? But just to double, triple check, right, it gets sent to another independent lab and then they come back and provide a, um, a result of the different things. and. Um, yeah. So this is something for like quality control that we want to make sure is that they, and most of them, like you said, potentially on the website or on the bottles on the back, you'll see um, the different things. Um, for example, our supplements are vegan. We work with a, um, with a manufacturer that's non-GMO. So there's, you know, you can typically tend to find most of that information either on the back through the labels or on the websites of the companies. Awesome. Thank you for that. And is there anything else that maybe we haven't mentioned about Become that you want people to know? Um, you know, I think the the other piece, and this is a part that we're we're working on really expanding on, is so as as someone who has gone through anxiety and at times went through it alone, meaning didn't really want to talk about it at the time, or you know, just but I do realize the benefit in it. To me, it's been really important to create a safe community, right? Which is why I really love and appreciate spaces like this, where we can come together, raise awareness and offer a resource. And so to me, this is a really big piece and it's a part of our mission that we're continuing to develop, which is just to provide kind of a a resource center um, for people where we, so in the past I've run webinars, um, there's a weekly blog that I put out, just offering right now, actually, there's two free guides that we put out. Um, one is about kind of food or different steps. So it's a four steps to to help, four simple steps um, to help balance out our body in terms of anxiety. And then another one is about kind of different supplements. So the other piece um, is, you know, anyone, it's really not just about um, if someone just wants general education or wants to, to learn about things, you know, I would definitely recommend just kind of going on the website or on our Instagram um, and, you know, just following and taking advantage. And that's with anything, right? Taking advantage of whatever resources are available for us. Yes. Yes. And speaking of resources. So again, um, as you guys know, this podcast focuses on three things, education, storytelling, and resources. And today has been really, really great to 
learn more about Become. And uh, Camila has very graciously offered um, a special for for y'all. So um, everybody listening today can actually receive a 30% discount on any purchase using code Ashley30. So that's code Ashley spelled the most basic way possible. A-S-H-L-E-Y-3-0. As you guys know, this will definitely be in the in the uh, description. But um, Camila, I just want to thank you. And we're not quite done yet because we do have to do the mind game segment. But I do appreciate you offering a discount to, to You're our, very our community. You're welcome. You're very welcome. And again, and even if it's us and maybe also what I'll include, um, actually, I think I sent it, but just in case, is also the link to the consultation. So if someone just has a general question, um, and I'm always just here to listen to ideas or, you know, I'm I'm happy to hop on a call with anyone. Yes, I will definitely drop her meeting link in the description as well. So if you guys want to do a consultation with Camila, like I'm about to do, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure you have everything you need to get in touch with her. But let's circle back to the mind game segment. So as a quick recap, um, the description for the disorder for this week is... This particular disorder is when someone cannot resist the urge to pull out their hair. Um, They may pull out their hair on their head or in other places such as eyebrows, eyelashes, genital area, beard, or mustache. Um, Camilla, do you have a guess? Okay, so I know for a fact it's the middle part that's like my brain. It's a very long word. Um, mm-hmm. So it should be, it starts with trick and it ends with mania. And I'm like, the middle part is that it might be trichotillomania. No, you got it. You got I it. Okay. I'm like, I know it's tri- <laughs> It's definitely, uh, even for diagnosing purpose, like I know what it is, but I always have to like look at the DSM and I'm like, I don't even know how to spell this. I just know that it's a long word. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of letters. <laughs> it's uh, trichotillomania. There we go. And, um, the longest word and i only remember this word because i know trick is hair and mania is like the obsession yes exactly Um, there's also yeah (laughs) i remember in like these greek little pieces of the word um but i always forget the middle too that trichotillomania but um some of the causes of trichotillomania are dealing with stress and anxiety um a chemical imbalance in the brain similar to OCD, but not the same, um, and changes in hormone levels during puberty. Um, Trick, as it's commonly referred to, may cause feelings of shame and low self-esteem, and those affected may try to keep their condition to themselves. Um, Fun fact, and hopefully by this point that you're listening, that I have YouTube videos, but if you watch... um, if you watch the YouTube videos, you will likely see me pulling out my eyelashes because this is something that I have done for a really long time. Um, fun fact, I when I was in middle school, I changed schools and there was just a lot of stuff changing in my life. Um, my mom got a new boyfriend who was awesome, um, ended up getting engaged to him. But um, there was just a lot of changes. I changed schools. I started playing basketball. I also was at that point 5'10 in the sixth grade. And um, I went from being at a private school, little Catholic school, where I knew everybody. I knew all the teachers and I knew all the students. And it was really, really tiny to being at a really, really big public middle school. Um, and so 
I didn't really like get bullied in private school, but y'all know kids in middle school are terrible. No offense if you have kids in middle school, but if you do, you know that they are harsh. Um, so that was a really interesting period for me. And um, I started doing, uh, one of the things that I started doing to cope was um, pulling out my eyebrows and my eyelashes. And that was something that I did probably, I don't think I even, I don't think anybody noticed that I was like, I had no eyebrows <laughs> For a long time until like eighth grade when I was about to graduate. And I think my mom's friend um, was like, oh, I'll wax your eyebrows. And I went in to get him waxed. And she's like, wow, you don't have a lot of brows on, on your face. Um, but yeah, so that if you are somebody else that um, I haven't officially been diagnosed, but I also haven't shared it with any of my providers. So that's probably why I haven't been diagnosed. Um, but this is something that I still live with, I won't say struggle with, but it's still something that I live with to this day. And so if you ever like are watching some content from me and I am picking at my face, um, picking at my eyelashes, that is just something that I do. That's like, I do it subconsciously. And then when I get anxious, I basically have three eyelashes on, um, each eyelid. <laughs> um, if you're, if this is something that you struggle with, you are not alone. Um, don't be like me and not share it with your therapist, because mm -hmm. I guess that's something else I need to bring up in my next session. But um, yeah, it's, you're not weird or abnormal for it. Mm -hmm. It is just one way that we are coping. And um, yeah, if you're a nerd like me and you want to learn more about it, I'll make sure the link mm -hmm. for this is in the description. Um, Thanks for sharing, Ashley. You know, I yeah. think it's so powerful when we share. There's so many things that so many of us go through. And the more that we talk about it, the more that we normalize it, right, and kind of destigmatize and take some of that, you know, I think shame oftentimes is felt from anything that is a secret, right, when, mm. or if it's not talked about, then it just gets fuzzy, so I really appreciate, you know, you being open with your experiences, I think it's one of the biggest things for me, I find, in working with people in my own, it's like that shared humanity, right, when I'm not the only person, yeah has gone through something it, I can kind of say okay like there's not something necessarily like innately wrong with me as as a human it's this is a human thing um, yeah and I happen to be experiencing it thank you yeah yeah of course I am trying I'm making a concerted effort to just bring a little bit more of myself to the pod I know that I love highlighting other people and resources and all that good stuff and I realize that I can't be coming up here asking everybody to share their stuff and, <laughs> and I'm staying behind the scenes, but no, I appreciate you. Um, you like being in this space with me as I share, but um, Camila, this has been really, really great. I appreciate your time today. Um, I appreciate you. you extending the discount code again. Make sure y'all go to the, to the description and, and put that in your cart. Um, Love it. Thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, everyone listening. I'm just, super grateful for these spaces and you know the more that we can all engage with each other I think it it just creates more opportunity for us to share stories I love you know your um kind of your model of storytelling in there right because that's the human part right like we can come yeah. in and just state a bunch of facts but there's something about hearing kind of our individual stories that I think is so powerful so yeah. thanks to you and everyone listening for yeah. making this happen
Of course. And for everybody that's listening, can I know that we've got your link uh, to actually schedule a consultation yeah. in the description, but can you tell everybody where they can learn more about Become and maybe where they can follow on social media? Yeah. So we can go on the website and the website's going to be www.joinbecome. So join is just traditional J-O-I-N. Become is like the word become, but with a K. So it's J-O-I-N-B-E-K-O-M-E dot co. So not dot com. So join become with a K dot co, not com. Um, so that's, and then our Instagram and TikTok, our handle is join become and same thing. It's with a K and, you know, on there again, you'll find just kind of different resources. Um, so yeah. And you can always message us through either, you know, if, or if somebody wants to send me, you know, um, a message again, we're, we're all, you can send it through there. Um, or even through my email is Camilla at jointbecome.co. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. And thank you again for your time today. To everybody that is listening, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for sharing the pod. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. And I hope that you are having a really good 2023. If it hasn't been good, then I really hope it gets better for you. I am looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. No matter where you are in the world, I really appreciate your support. See you again on the next episode, but until then, follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Have Anxiety 2 and on Twitter at Anxious Black Girls. That's Anxious BLK Girls. And remember, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you have to struggle in silence. The more we talk about it, the more we heal.